listeners, you are in for a treat. You ever sit there bored and you're thinking to yourself, I could really use a podcast about guys I don't know talking about shit I couldn't care less about? (laughs) Well, we had that same thought and we're here to deliver. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Nobody Gives a F... Presented by Not After 30. Oh, snap! Your favorite milky beverage is back with another nobody gives a fuck. Guess what? This rude motherfucker didn't come alone. On the other screen, and I know it's my brother, but I'm still technically waiting on the DNA test to be determined. It's Calf Daddy. Welcome back. You clearly have nothing better to do like me. I don't. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. Uh, I really enjoyed our last episode when we talked about South Park. So, you know, we thought, hey, why don't we bless these amazing listeners with my voice once again on the very next episode, which I'm sure you guys will know what it's about shortly. But uh, yeah, I don't have much else. Well, I wouldn't really call your voice a blessing, but... You know, we'll, we'll go with that for now. Uh, um, yeah, it's up for debate. Yep. <laughs> okay, so before we get started, I got to ask you a couple questions. So for one, you're the newest member of the Mustard family. Uh, how does it feel repping yellow? You know what, man? It's, it's good. Um, I was always a red guy, but then once I tried that yellow, it just got oh so addicting. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mustard guy for life. I... I really do enjoy being part of the family and uh, the shit that we talk about is just ridiculous and that's my kind of dialogue. Spoken like a true mustard. All right, so why are we here? Why are Calf Daddy and I doing this again? Well, apparently we have more than just one thing in common. Shocking. Right? Spoiler alert. Uh, In January of 2003, the comedian Dave Chappelle who also who also is mistaken for JJ on Good Times, Dynamite, <laughs> released The Chappelle Show. My brother and I were obsessed with three seasons of this classic Comedy Central sitcom. With that having said, let's start the show. Chappelle Show. So, Kath, how did you get introduced to the show? So, I mean, when the show came out, I was really young. I think I was maybe like 12 years old. So when you're 12 years old and you see shit like like you know stand up on tv you kind of get bored and you kind of don't want to watch it just because you don't really understand the full extent to all of the jokes but then i remember when we were younger i had to keep going to the cottage and this is when i was again 12 years old so i didn't <laughs> want to fucking go to the cottage i want to chill with my friends and do shit you know ride bikes and play basketball Chica, chica, yeah. So I was bored going to the cottage. <laughs> yeah, I was bored going to the cottage. And I remember taking your, you had a season one DVD. I had season one and two. No, season two is mine. She's lying. She's lying to you, fucking guy. Well, we'll talk about that later. Mom bought it for me. Anyways, Mm-mm. so, yep, yep. So season one, I brought it with me to the cottage and I watched it just because I had nothing else to do. 
and it was just fucking hilarious. I couldn't get over how funny it was. And I remember our, we actually have a sister as well. <gasps> and our sister hated the show as well. But then when she came the next weekend to the cottage, she watched it and me and her just literally watched the entire series, the entire weekend over and over again. So that was my introduction to Chappelle. And then I, that's when I got season two. Well, everything was awesome except for that last part. And yeah, like you uh, actually remember Brian, of course. Uh, small ginger that grew into a big ginger. Yeah, he uh, he's the one that introduced it to me. We were uh, we were stoned one night and he worked at Cheapies downtown Hamilton. Oh, I remember cheap. I remember going to see him at Cheapies. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We've had some adventures there, but that's for another pod for another day. <laughs> um, yeah. So he uh, he bought it and he got everything at discount. So we were just chilling at his crib. And he put it on. It was a, a night after drinking and smoking. And he puts it on. He's like, have you seen this? And I'm like, no. And I've seen Dave Chappelle and things here and there, like cameo spots in movies. Um, Nutty Professor. Yeah. Yeah. Nutty Professor. What's the um, what's the iconic movie that he's in? Half-Baked. Yeah. Like he was good in that. But I never thought he was like, whoa. And then all of a sudden he puts on that first episode, that first iconic episode. <laughs> and, well, we weren't sure if it was because we were stoned why it was so funny or if it was just that much genius at like right in front of us. So we were watching it and we just killed ourselves. And I think we watched half of it and man instantly became a fan. And so I asked to borrow it from him and I just went through it, I think, within a day or so. And man, some of the funniest shit I've ever seen Uh and it was something different. It wasn't like your typical comedy show. It was just blurred lines that was out of bounds. And he just really embraced the black culture and threw a little twist in a very comedic way. So that's how I just instantly became a fan. No, I like that. And I, I like what you say, too. Like, you know, it was it was completely outrageous. But again, it was so genius because it was it's kind of like South Park where the shit that he's saying and doing is so outrageous and so like fabricated, but it's also true. Like it's shit that's actually true, you know, with a twist on it. Like, for example, we'll we'll go back to the iconic first episode later in this pod <laughs> and we'll kind of see what we mean by, you know, adding a fucking twist to something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's really a genius show and to this day I'm still a huge Chappelle fan anytime he releases stand up on Netflix I fucking watch that right away uh, I feel like he hasn't lost his way like sure you know some of his older stand up like anybody is always funnier um, like the one with the Sesame Street uh, skit uh, you know I think it's Killing Me Softly I think that's, that, killing that's me softly. yeah yeah so you know it that's iconic and that's classic on its own but he's still so good and the shit that he still says and he's still so unfiltered and i really respect Chappelle um for not bending to the way how you know sensitive society is now yeah he um definitely got it together not like oscar the grouch but yeah no <laughs> no he, uh, he was just something different so it just i think that show brought a lot of people together a lot of cultures together too uh white black hispanic because he's making fun of everyone it's not just he focused on black culture or white culture he focused on everyone he he as uh as anyone would say i don't I'm not racist. I hate everyone differently. I said I hate everyone equally. There you go. So yeah, like uh, it, it was awesome. But you know, moving on. 
want to know top five skits on the show let's go calf what all right all right so (laughs) this is hard because there's so many fucking good ones um but these are the ones that stayed with me even when i I hadn't watched the show i rewatched the show like you know a couple months ago um but i hadn't rewatched it in years and these ones stuck with me so number five is going to be the racial draft i think that (laughs) skit is fucking hilarious it's so funny they like an actual draft for different races it's it's genius uh number four is going to be the prince skit when they're playing basketball the charlie murphy skit i think that's fucking hilarious they go home and eat pancakes after blouses versus shirts (laughs) um number three is uh when the black people get their slavery check Oh, the reparations? Reparation. Yeah, I was trying to remember what the word was. Yeah, the reparation check. Hilarious. I'm rich, bitch. Um, number two uh, is Tyrone Biggums, but specifically the fear factor Tyrone Biggums. <laughs> that is my favorite one. It was a really hard toss-up between that and when he's uh, teaching the kids like about crack and shit. It was either that or the fear factor, but the fear factor one is just hilarious. He's had, a couple. He's had a couple, even the one, the real estate one, that one was really funny too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's really good. And uh, number one is going back to the iconic first episode, the black KKK leader, that one is just so iconic. It's just got so many quotable lines um, that no matter who, even if someone doesn't like Dave Chappelle, you show them that skit, they're going to fucking howl, no matter what. I think that that one specifically, if you don't know Chappelle or you didn't really get into the show, that episode will stand out the most because it was the first one. It was the first like crazy one where you're all like, did he really just do that? (laughs) Yeah. And it's crazy. That's the first episode. It's the first (laughs) episode. He started with a bang. Because that episode, it, it was okay. It started, it led up to like that. That was the basically the mic drop of the episode because you had the the car um, commercial where the woman's titty pops out yeah uh, which was funny but it wasn't like iconic funny and then you have this black white supremacist you know <laughs> singing woogie boogie and you know, yeah. <laughs> and not knowing he's black and he's blind and he's blind and he's like dropping n-words here left right and center and and he's um, he leaves his wife at the end because she's a lover. And he was important for the white movement. Like, you, you just can't script that. That That's just a stroke of genius. Exactly. That's gold. All right, man. Let's hear yours. All right. So your list was your list is good. Your list is good. But you, you left a couple classics on there. Like number five, the mad real world. Yeah, I knew that was good. Cool. Like, come on, man. Like, you have, was it five five black people living with one white person you know shit's gonna get turned like seriously collection <laughs> i just watched that the other day and i feel sorry for chad yeah, because his girl stole it too. Oh, he, everything. His dad gets stabbed. His mom yeah. stole it. Gets kicked out of the house. He's the only one that works at the juice spot. Yeah, that I love that episode. 
<laughs> so number four, and I I debated with this one, like where I should position it, but it's Tyrone Biggs. Um, or Biggins. Um, is it Biggins or Biggs? Isn't it Biggums? It's Biggums. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Maybe I'm not as big as a fan as I thought. No, Tyrone Biggums, uh, that lovable crackhead that takes <laughs> part in an anti-drug speech at an elementary school. That one speaks so much to me because it's just so funny. And Chappelle plays a crackhead like to perfection. So maybe he was one once. I don't know. <laughs> Number three. And I'm shocked you don't have this one on your list. Rick James Chronicles. You know, the story of Rick James and Kelly Murphy's encounters. <laughs> Man, okay. Oh, no, you're right. I don't know how that slipped my mind. It's... I, I think I know why. Because cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Sorry, folks. Uh, you know what? I'm replacing number three with Rick James. I'm sorry, guys. Because you're Rick James, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that one's so funny. And I like how it's a, is it a, it's a two-parter, right? Or a three-parter or something it's like a, that. It's a three-parter, yeah, because he talks about, because he says that, talk about the time I had to whip Rick James' ass three different times. Hey, Calf, what are the five fingers say to the face? Slap! <laughs> <laughs> it just has joke after joke after joke, uh, nonstop. Like, oh my god, the couch scene, like, just iconic. I, I'm pretty sure that is his most iconic skit. Like that and the KKK one are like pretty tied. But I think that because I remember when like Comedy Central used to have like commercials for that show, and they would always have the part where he's like this. <laughs> 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 That wig is just like to perfection too. Wow. Uh, number two, black white supremacist. A blind black white supremacist story of growing up. Like it just doesn't get any better than that. It speaks for itself. Woogie boogie. Uh, <laughs> and number one, and I'm shocked you don't have this on your list either, but Dave Chappelle impregnates Oprah. Hello? Dave, it's Oprah. Oh, <clears throat> hey, what's up, girl? Look, Dave, I'm pregnant. Are you sure, man? No, Dave, listen, it's yours. That's your bitch. Yeah. I so, thought you were actually gonna say a different one than that, but that's hilarious. No, that one just is. That one is just funny from start to finish. Like, <laughs> if you don't know, folks, uh, Chappelle, in, oh, Chappelle gets a call from Oprah. And she tells him that uh, she is pregnant and he asks if it is and she says yes and he tells her gotcha bitch and he <laughs> is on the start of the fast lane and the champagne and all that money until it is revealed that he's not the father and it's Dr. Phil. Fuck you Dr. Phil for ruining your man's dreams. But yeah. That episode is so funny, especially the ending where him and Stedman are laughing. Yeah, he punches him in the face. <laughs> and he screams, Oprah! Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I thought your number one was going to be um, the, the P. Diddy one. Okay, so that one, so we can do like special shout outs. I could have made the list. That one's one of them. Yeah. I like the episode because I really like 
You know who would dial on chokes? Yeah. <laughs> Choke like <laughs> choking man. <laughs> Too close, man. Yeah. yeah. So I like when so after that scene and Diddy's like, you think you can just choke your problems away? Like <laughs> Yeah. Like that and so funny. Wants a cookie, a sugar cookie. And, He's like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, stop. Uh, or like I want Cambodian milk from a Cambodian woman, like yeah. Breast milk, you made my day. Yeah, like that one would have been on there if that, we had a bigger list, but I, we were only limited to five, unfortunately. It's tough. But that one's good. No, I, I love the Oprah episode. Anyone who is not familiar with the show, I always get them to watch that episode, the Oprah one, because it, it's, it's more like it, it's not something you really have to think about. People know who Oprah is. And if you don't, where the fuck have you been? And the fact that anybody were to impregnate Oprah, they would be the the reaction would be the exact same thing. <laughs> quit your job, you know, ding 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 ding. I got an announcement, folks. <laughs> I quit. Like it would, you know what I mean? Like it, that would be the same reaction. I'm sure you would have a similar I would reaction. Do the exact to same it. thing. Everything what he did not in that skit was exactly what anyone would do. Exactly. Exactly. You would uh, hire Bruce Lee's brother for um, martial arts uh, fighting tips. You have a, a painter, a new painter come in so you can perfect your skills. Massage with a happy ending. A bunch of Asian uh, friends to sing karaoke. Like, come on, like who wouldn't do that? <sighs> but, you know, yeah, so that's my number one. All right. No, that's a, that's a great list. That's a very great list. I thought I was going to know your list, but no, you, you gave me some surprises. Threw you a curveball, buddy. Yeah. All right, moving on. Now this one's gonna be fun. Top three quotes. Calf Daddy. You're All right. So I'm gonna start this one again. Okay. So, um, so top three quotes. This was another one that was hard, but these are, I think, some of the most quotable lines in the show. So number three <laughs> goes back to the racial draft. Uh, of course. <laughs> with uh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, fried rice. Hello, fried chicken. <laughs> Amazing line. Now let me let me ask you let me ask you something before you go on. Do, now, do you think if there was a real official racial draft and Tiger Tiger Woods was picked by the black, by the black persuasion? Would that be his first line as he enters the podium? You know what? That would be the first or second line. I think <laughs> if that's not the first line, the first line would be, I knew it. We'll buy that. Because <laughs> I do think he's a confused man about his uh, about his race because he's he's, not, he's got the black side, he's got the Asian side. But I really think deep down inside, he thinks he's a homie. He thinks he's a homie, but he also acts extremely white. <laughs> Yeah, but that's like that's like most black guys. So who are we getting? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at us, fuck. Mm. Uh, okay, so uh, second second line is from my boy Tyrone. <laughs> you already probably know what it is. <laughs> it's my money, bitch. I earned it. <laughs> I mean, but is he wrong? I don't think he's wrong. He showed up, taught those kids. He went above and beyond and told them where to buy the crack. He did earn that. That's his money. Yeah, Google Maps, fuck you. All you need is Tyrone. Exactly. Like he, he could have been on the street sucking the dick for crack, but instead <laughs> took time took some time out of his day 
to you know teach some kids like exactly. get this stuff and they learned you know one of the kids was writing down the address <laughs> that kid really wanted to know where to get that crack yeah and he and then he told and he told them how to get the money five ten twenty dollars at your mom's purpose yeah where to get it and you know speak to martinez you know like <laughs> yeah, martinez, <laughs> martin's the hookup um and uh, the number one line is, um, I mean, you've already kind of repeated it like like three times already, but uh, <laughs> Woogie Boogie Diggs is <laughs> Woogie Boogie. <laughs> that and also like, <laughs> niggas make me sick. <laughs> I mean that his whole speech, his whole hate speech could be like your lines. That you can't yeah. because everything is classic from woogie boogie to ends make me sick yeah to yeah. you know like monkey this like uh he, he just he just goes to town so i feel like anything he said is that a whole speech yeah. the whole speech should be a speed number one yeah yeah all right that's, <laughs> let's hear yours i'm excited okay okay so another one i'm shocked you don't have on here so my number three is i'm rich bitch yeah yeah. Iconic slogan, and it became the slogan for the show. Really, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, it was Durrell. Is his name Durrell? What's his name? The bald guy that was on the show, because he's the one that said it. Oh, um, who's Ashy Larry? It's yeah, Ash. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it Durrell or Darnell or something? It's yeah, something like that. I mean, he was trying to go from Ashy to classy, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> he was funny too. He was really funny. Yeah, so I mean, I'm rich, bitch. I mean, and I feel like people still say that to, to this day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure our, I've even heard our mom say it. Oh God, she really shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, and I said this earlier, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, classic, classic <laughs> I know, line. I know for a fact that said every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to this day, I hear people saying it who like have never even watched the show. They'll say that line. Of course, and I think it gave an excuse for Rick James to say it too, and take and take the stuff. So yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Rick James. Uh, I I know you had your share of coke. It's celebration. Let's celebrate. <laughs> and number one, so you said a Tyrone quote. I have a different one. Okay, it stems back to the um, the first episode he's in. Do you know what dog food taste dog food tastes like, Dia? <laughs> It tastes like it smells. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. Like, Classic. That that line right there. Look who says that. <laughs> yeah, because he just twists it, man. Like you think he's gonna say how bad it is, and then he just <laughs> No, he's a crackhead, man. That shit's good to him. Everything's good to him, man. He doesn't know whether he's coming or going, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like Ty- Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> that guy he Chappelle plays a great crackhead like I said I, I love what um, after the skit when like you know how he has a theme song like, he's Tyrone yeah I remember he's taking a shit <laughs> and, like, and then like Chappelle's like it was a melted snicker bar <laughs> the, the producer's like look at his fingers like, it's like give him mitts poopy <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm so save that thought because I have a question about that later for you. Okay. 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 (laughs) All right. So, okay. So not everything was all, uh, you know, uh, happy go lucky. Uh, Unfortunately, we lost an iconic member of the show in Charlie Murphy. You know, if it wasn't for him and that Rick James skit, I don't think that skit would even come to fruition. Nope. You know, uh, um, he was 
he was just so funny and we lost him uh untimely so uh this is a tribute to charlie murphy um the man was born April 12, 2017. Uh, sorry, he passed away. Sorry, he wasn't born in 2017. <laughs> he passed away uh, April 12, uh, 2017 from cancer. Um, just a sad day in the comedy world. Obviously, he was best known for The Chappelle Show and being the brother of Eddie Murphy. Isn't it crazy how, how um, those two look alike? Like the Darkness Brothers, they look <laughs> identical. They do and they don't. Like. I feel like Charlie Murphy has like a little bit more of like a menacing look to him. You know what I mean? Doesn't he? Like, like he looks like he looks like he wouldn't fuck with him. First of all, you don't slap a man. I mean, even when slapping was fashionable, it, you know, they did it in Paris. The guy would come up, wow, man, I challenge you to a dude. They would have a gunfight after that. You had somebody had to go. You know, no, but, but he's hilarious. He's like the most funniest guy ever. But like, if you if you cross him, like Rick James did, <laughs> you get your ass beat. And I think Rick James did it for two reasons. He was high as fuck. Yeah. And and he, and because he was Rick James. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> two very good reasons. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. No, I mean they. You can tell who's whom, right? But if you were to stand like far away, you'd be like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. But Charlie Murphy's a, he's a bit beefier too. But funny, I had no idea he was a comedian until he was on that show. Yeah. So, Cap, I want to ask you, what's your favorite Charlie Murphy skit? I mean, my favorite Charlie Murphy skit, and you know, this is where I'm gonna give the Rick James skit its due. Is <laughs> the Rick James skit? I mean, it is the funniest. It's one of the funniest skits in the entire show, and like we've talked about it, it was just as iconic as that white, the black white supremacist skit. And you know the fuck your couch lies <laughs> is just so funny. He's, and then when they ask, when they ask Charlie, or when they ask uh, Rick James, like, why did you do that to uh, Eddie's couch? He's like, because Eddie can buy a new couch. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie can buy a new couch. Yeah. Hilarious! Like, oh man, that that whole skit is just gold. The entire the entire time, or like. <laughs> when Rick, when uh, when Chappelle's Rick James says, "Come over here, bitch. I go have sex with Charlie Murphy." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I mean, that whole Rick James skit—you couldn't go wrong from top to bottom. And he, like uh, we both alluded to, if it was if they had someone else do that, it wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Charlie Murphy, his his comedic delivery was just so funny. Like, cause he, you know, like those people who just look so serious and they just say funny shit, and it makes it so funny because you feel like they're dead serious with everything they're saying. That was what he was like amazing at. And uh, I just think that it just played because you're because he, <laughs> he's telling the story and he's pissed while telling the story, but the story is just so fucking funny that it just it just molds together perfectly you know so i'd say that is my favorite charlie murphy skit by far the entire one well and yeah and i'm glad you said that too because uh it was his delivery was it was a, a lot about his um comedic um persona it was the delivery he just he looks like a grump he looks like he'd fuck you up but <laughs> he's he's a teddy bear at the end of the day and, and yeah he yeah his delivery was just off the charts all right, so what's your favorite Charlie Murphy moment? So, uh, man, again, there's so many. Uh, I wanted to pick Rick James, uh, but I feel like you were going to do that anyway. So I went with Tyree uh, from the Mad Real World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he plays a psychopath that's that's 
straight out of jail. <laughs> yeah. He starts so much shit. Like he stabs Chad's father, like you said. He has um he has his buddy Lysol come over and Lysol. they they tag team uh Chad's um girlfriend what's her name? Sorry. I can't remember her name. Yeah, they they tag team uh, Katie. That's it. Yeah, Katie. Yeah, because yeah, Tron's like, I had sex with Katie too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my my favorite scene is so when they are in the bedroom, and Katie is gonna first sleep with Chad, but uh, they call her over to to Lysol, and she's like, No, 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 I, I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go stay with Lysol. And then they're in the bed and they're like having sex, and you can hear Chad crying, and he's masturbating at the same yeah, he's time. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> Irie's like, Hey, we're trying to make love here. <laughs> yeah, that. Oh man, that's gold. His eyes go green because of the camera, like. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole I mean the mad real world was awesome in itself but like just Tyree specifically like he was the best character on yeah, it yeah hands down like Tron Tron was close but like Tyree man like just <laughs> he's like you better move get a move on or I'll slap some bacon off your back like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> bacon off your back bitch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bullied him and he, he played the perfect criminal and then fuck Lysol like fuck it having Lysol as your uh as your friend man that yeah he'd never go wrong there but so yeah that that skit was just really funny because the, the real world I hated that show yeah it was a bad fucking show and it was like the first reality shows and it was always and I I don't know if they did this purpose purposely, but there's always one black person <laughs> and the rest are all Caucasian and maybe an Asian yeah. like later on. And it's just like, well, what? We can't have more black people. Is there a quota or something? Yeah. Uh, and that, and that goes back to like Chappelle. He's doing things that are outrageous, but they're also true because that was what the trend was. There'd be that one token black guy <laughs> and maybe another race, maybe another race. But usually it's all Caucasian and one black. And then this is just like, no, no, no. we're going to flip it and see how they survive. Right. And yeah. It's just hilarious. I love how he flipped the spit, the uh, flipped the switch, and he's like, "You people, yeah. what do you mean, you people?" Yeah, the music like scratches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was one of my favorite. Uh, like I said, R.I.P. to Charlie Murphy. Definitely be missed. Yep. I don't like you got a buddy behind you. Nice <laughs> now, oh, jeez. <laughs> Good mother cook. Made painstakingly by me, Samuel L. Jackson. It'll get you drunk. You'll be fat girls in no time. You might even f her too. Mmm, bitch. How's it taste, mother? Oh. Can you stop yelling at me, please? No, I can't stop yelling, cause that's how I talk. You ain't never seen my movies. Juice, that was a good one. Deep Blue Sea, they ate me. A job ate me. Drink, bitch. Samuel Jackson, it's my beer. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. All right, moving on. Uh, so, Cap, name a character from the show who would make a great movie. I mean... <laughs> There's only one man that would make a great movie. His name is Tyrone Biggs. I mean, you can make a movie. You can like a, like a three-part movie. You can make a whole series. 
but you can like make a series kind of like curb your enthusiasm but it's just fucking tyrone biggums you know like he could just get into so many shenanigans and then you can come make a movie about him too that i think he would he deserves a movie i mean i don't know why he doesn't have a movie yet like why hasn't anyone bought this character i i think uh chappelle reserves the right to to release him out to the, into the world because it would be very dangerous. <laughs> and yeah, and that's a thing too with like a lot of the shit that he did. I don't think you can get away with that anymore. <laughs> with the culture, can- cancel culture and the Me Too bullshit. Uh, I mean, they're great movements, but there's too many restraints, like too many strangleholds with it. So I don't think what he did back then, I don't think he could get away with what he, with that stuff. It's a shame because Tyrone, like the adventures of Tyrone would just be hilarious. It'd be amazing. You know, he, 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 like every episode he lives in like a junkyard or something on the streets. He's got like some great supporting characters. Like, you know, like that would, that's actually gold. Like I think Tyrone, Chappelle, if you ever listen to this episode, bring Tyrone Biggums. You could get away with the Tyrone Biggums show if you just like chill with some of the things. You could get away. It's just a crackhead. Like people aren't offended by crackheads. No, I mean crackheads are people too. What about an animation? <sighs> no. Nah. There's two. No, it's got to be real. I think <laughs> having it live action is what would what would really make it work because like think about, that's like saying um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like if you made that a cartoon, it wouldn't be that good. It's the no, that fact would that be horrible. you know, like that show. No, that show would be horrible if it was an animation. Exactly right. So I think there's some things that you can do because it's still it's still grounded in reality. He's just a crackhead that gets into some <laughs> shit. That's still reality. You don't have to make a cartoon. It's not like Rick and Morty where like you have people going to like different universes. So you have to make it a cartoon. You know. So I think 100. percent Tyrone Bacon's Chappelle, like I said, if you listen, hire me and Melk. We'll help. We will. We will be your star writers. We have ideas. We have books of ideas for you. We have stories for years, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. So I I picked the same character, obviously, because yeah, I think he's multi-dimensional. You can do so much with him, and the fact that he's dysfunctional, and he'll do anything for crack. <laughs> it just makes a perfect sitcom or movie because he's done he's done it already like he's flushed himself down a toilet to escape the <laughs> he, uh, he stole from his friends got his real estate license sold a house or sold their house kept the profits and had a fifty thousand dollar crack party <laughs> yeah with a giant rock with a giant rock he's been on he he's won Fear games. Factor. He's been on Fear Factor. He won Fear Factor. <laughs> he slept on the fire. <laughs> he slept on the fire. He ate, was it bull testicles? Or yeah, he loved it. Yeah, and he told that his girlfriend's like, just pretend, put some hot sauce and put pretend it's like mine. Like, this guy will do whatever it takes. So, yeah, no, Tyrone should definitely have a show, movie. I actually wouldn't be mad if he had a cartoon, like a, an animation either. Because it would make more better for merch. I feel like right, right. animations always do better with merch. But you, but then but the, you know what you could do? You could have the theme song be animated. So then you have that animated, merch, <laughs> and then the show's live action. Okay, all right. I see. I see. You're more than just uh, a more than just an adopted brother there. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. All right. So Tyro, Tyro. Okay. Whoa, oh, what what would you name uh, your TV show or your movie? 
you could call it the crack adventures of Tyrone Biggums. <laughs> <laughs> would that be for the show or the movie? Oh, that would be for the show. The movie would have to take like the like the the Beavis and Butthead like like route where it's like you know Tyrone Biggums takes America or like Tyrone Biggums takes like Thailand or some shit. Oh my God, Tyrone in Thailand. Oh my God, right there. That That's could a movie. Be That's a movie. Okay, I like it. I like it. so for the show, I would call it. He's Tyrone. He's Tyrone. Classic. And- the movie 187 on a motherfucking rock that (laughs) (laughs) don't stop yeah Yeah, i would yeah but i mean we have ideas for fucking days hit us up man yeah like chevelle we got two movies for you right now the first one can be melks mine can be the the sequel because you're going to thailand make it bigger you know like this is gold now do you think now do you think he would uh, go down on on anyone just to get that crack oh anyone doesn't matter doesn't matter who i'm not gonna say what i mean by that but yeah. you know what i mean by that well, yeah <laughs> he's gonna have fun in bangkok yeah. <laughs> all right it's time to test your knowledge knowledge right, father, sir you're, you're a big fan i know you've watched the show i've seen you watch the show but let's see how much you know about the show okay. i got three questions for you okay all right number one and we talked about this earlier what is the chocolate bar used in the tyrone themed doo-doo butter snickers bar yeah snickers bar yeah i love i just love how when he was looking his the guy who was melting the the bar was licking his fingers and <laughs> looked at him like oh look at relax it's a snickers bar <laughs> yeah that's cold it's fucking gross all right number two Oh, man, I feel like uh, you already answered this. Uh, in the racial draft, who do the black delegation choose? Tiger Woods. Yes, yes. And then the iconic line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's switch it. Who do the Asians choose? Oh, shit. Um... Come on, you know this, man. You know this. Who do the Asians choose? Yep. Who do the Asian delegation choose? The Asian <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I don't remember. I mean, it's the tire. Like the tire woods part is the biggest joke of the, that skit. Oh yeah, no! He's, he's the headliner, but they they do um they do they they do have the Asians choose. I think yeah, they no, have the Jewish and they have the Jewish uh, community choose as well. Yeah, yeah. You want, tell you? you want me to tell you? Okay, do I, do I get a hint? No, because the hint would just give it away. <laughs> okay, so, shit. Uh, it's music. There's your hint. It's a musician. Yes. It's a musician. I'm giving you like five seconds. Okay, no, I, I can't remember. The Ariza, the Ajiza, the Wu Tang Clan. Oh, yeah, no. Wu Tang Clan. The fuck with. with. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, okay, I wouldn't have guessed that, but that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that's at the end. They choose the Wu Tang Wu uh, Tang Clan, and you see Riza and Jizz they go up, and they're and just, they're actually there. Yeah, they're actually there, and they say Konnichiwa, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, that such a funny episode. Okay, number three. I don't know if you'll get this one. I think only one guy I know would get this, and he's out west. Big up to you, John. Shout out to you. <clears throat> Can you complete the song? I blank my blank like it owes me money. I blank my blank like 
So it's the, epi- it's the episode about STDs. It's like Sesame Street. Right. And it's got Q-tip, Q-tips in it at the yeah. end. Uh, Snoop Dogg's in it. He's uh, one of the puppets. Yeah, he's one of the puppets. Yeah, I remember that. He, he was like calling like a kid a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I beat my meat, right? It's something along. Okay, so you got beat, right? But it's a different word. It's not meat. Okay, so I beat. It's not dick. It's not. I beat my dick. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, I beat my dick like it owes me money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's Stinky the Grump. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that episode is so fucking nasty. Yeah, guess who does the voice of him? Who? Charlie Murphy. Oh, Charlie Murphy, <laughs> of course it is, yeah. Yeah, like, ah, oh, that one's so funny, especially uh, the song that Q-Tip sings about, um... VD and like all those other, uh, so gross, so gross, so nasty. And like, um, I can't remember which which disease it was, but it's like a white, like it's like a gray white thing. It's like, um, it's not the clap, is it? I think it's the clap. Uh, yeah, that one was gross, dude. <laughs> well, there's there's the clap, there's gonorrhea, there's herpes. I remember, I remember gonorrhea. I remember herpes, and then they have the crabs. They have the crabs. We are the crabs. Oh, that's so <laughs> gross. So nasty. People, make sure you wrap that shit up or get tested or clean up. Ugh. Just wrap before you tap, guys. That's it. No glove, no love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, moving on. You did so. You did pretty well. You know your shit. No. Two problem. out of three. I'll take two it. out of three. Two out of three. Okay. Debate time. Stand up versus the Chappelle Show. What did you enjoy more? What do you like more? Give a pro and con for each. All right. I think I like the Chappelle Show more than the stand up. Um, you know, the stand up, like, like we were saying earlier, Killing Me Softly is is iconic. It was always on TV, like all in the weekend. It was always on Comedy Central. They reran that shit so much because they knew it was just gold. People like you and I would rewatch it every time it was on. Um, but I think the Chappelle show, it just had so much more to say. And I think it showed, it kind of showed the true colors of Chappelle because the stand-up, there's only so much you can kind of get across. But with the show, I mean, he had three seasons to be able to go on and express what he wanted to do. And when that, when that expression was being taken away from him, that's when he left. Right, that's when he left the Chappelle Show. He turned out what it was like fifty million dollars or something. Yeah, he yeah, high tailed it to Africa. Exactly, because he didn't want that creativeness to be taken away from him, which I respect. Right, it'd be like that just shows that he was passionate about it. He put everything into the show, and I think that that's the main reason why I like the show more. Now, when we go over to pros and cons, I mean, the pros is that you just see a way a way wider diversity of types of comedy in the show. You know, stand up is stand up. There's like stand up always follows like there's a story and there's a punchline. But with skits, there's so many you can have multiple stories and punchlines in a skit that say different things. So I think it's a big a big pro about having a show like the Chappelle Show post just stand up. Um, also, you know, comedy subjective. It's like stand-up in general if you bomb when you're doing stand-up it's not funny right but like the show can be funny even if you're not laughing at that moment like someone else will be laughing at it you know so i think that's a big pro about the show uh, a con though is that 
not all episodes are made equal. Some, some episodes are significantly better than other episodes. And especially when you have a show that's like three seasons only. Once, like, if you've seen a certain episode this many times, you know, you're not, you're not going to want to watch it again, right? So I think that's a big con about having The Chappelle Show opposed to stand-up. Uh, but stand-up, um, I think a really big pro is that there's a different type of energy there. When there's stand-up, like, you have the whole crowd laughing. And the nice thing about The Chappelle Show is that it has stand-up kind of in the show, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's not the same as like when he does his Netflix specials or whatever. Uh, but the con, though, is that if a joke doesn't land, then like, you feel it a lot more. Like It's like cringe almost if a joke doesn't land. Yeah. Um, fuck, damn, yeah. couldn't have said that any better. I was, I was about to say, better wrap that gavel up, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that. Oh, yeah. what, uh, what, what do you like better and uh, what's your pros and cons for it? Uh, so I'm going to go with the Chappelle show, too, even though his stand up is really good, like San Francisco, where he's on the bus and he's talking about the the guy jerking off on the bus. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that whole skit's pretty iconic uh, or the uh, Sunny D like, with the black head. <laughs> like, I, want, I want that purple stuff. Like, <laughs> He's got so many, so many hits um, with the the stand up, but I, I feel like the Chappelle show. So this is my pro. So I'm picking the Chappelle show, and here's my pro. I the sketch. I feel like he revolutionized sketch comedy. Yeah, just the way he he performed, just the um, the no not like the no nonsense. I'm gonna cross the the, the lines here, and I don't care. Uh, but stuff that's relatable, stuff that people are too afraid to uh, to speak of. Uh, he did. He did it in a humorous, hilarious manner, and I wasn't mad at it. And if you were offended by it, offended by it, you should take that fucking monkey out of your ass because it's really not that bad. It's hilarious. It's tasteful, that, and that's a difference. Yeah. People think things like people sometimes mix up tastefulness and raunchiness, you know. And his wasn't raunchy. It was actually very tasteful. It was very smartly delivered. So yeah, it was exactly. So for that reason, yes, uh, I love. I'm going to go with the Chappelle show. The con would be just like you alluded to. There were like, obviously, it's everything's not created equal. And there were some episodes that are way better than some of the other ones. Uh, And as you watch them on repeat, you will, you know, your favorite episodes and you're going to skip some of the skits as you watch because some of them are like meh or, you know, uh, like (laughs) when he had the white girl uh, sing about, um, a day in life to Chappelle and he, and he said oh, I want to put my finger up her butthole like <laughs> yeah, that was exactly. okay. Like the first time it was funny because like he hadn't seen something like that but then it was just like okay this is kind of lame yeah on the repeat watchers I always skip that yeah or but like ask a black guy that was funny like <laughs> or yeah. you'd have that comedian um, uh, Moody or whatever and <laughs> they would ask he would ask certain questions about black blackness and he would just answer it like some of that was like really good uh but yeah putting it on repeat sometimes you just know your um you know what you like and know what you don't so it could could get old a little faster and maybe it's not enough and also him like running away to africa and uh he had like seasons three and four in the bag and he just couldn't do it anymore i respect him for leaving because if anyone's taking my creativity away, I don't want to be a part of it. Exactly. Not going to be original. Uh, stand-up, um, like, I do love a stand-up, and you nailed it with the atmosphere. Stand-up has a dip- different atmosphere, a different vibe. Uh, you're live. You're live front and center, and you're... you're it's the... Uh, 
eat or be eaten, so to speak. And you, you need to get your deliveries down. You, you know, you got to feel the crowd. Sometimes the crowd ain't feeling you. And that's a huge matzo ball hanging out. But no, he was uh, his stand up is great. But yeah, I would I'd pick the Chappelle show. I pick the Chappelle show over stand up for him. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And it's actually funny too. Um, there's um, on uh, you know Big Sean, right? Yeah, yeah. On his Detroit Two album, he actually has a skit where it's Chappelle talking about when he like did a show in um, Detroit, and he said that he bombed so hard. And he, he even says a lot like, you know, when you bomb so hard, you bomb so hard, and people can just smell the stink off of you. Like they're like, you okay? <laughs> like he talks about how he bombs so hard, and like that's just like that's what that can happen in stand up. You could be the funniest person ever. Like Dave Chappelle, he's my favorite comedian. I think he's the funniest sh- comedian out there, but. Like, it's totally possible. You can bomb. You can just have a rough day or your crowd just sucks, right? Like, and I think uh, that just goes back to the whole, like, agreeing with what you're saying about uh, the big mazza ball in the room. Well, also, it doesn't help when people are charging uh, your stage and trying to fuck you up after a joke. Yeah, that <laughs> Fucking people. Stay in your damn seats, man. Man yeah. is a genius. He's a fucking genius. Yeah, it's not ruining it for everyone. Yeah. I'd like to say a few words about your arrest record. What the hell? Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. Wrap that shit up, B. I don't think that's a good idea. Man, you want some too? You better wrap it up. You better wrap that gavel up, B. Well, on that note, uh, I think that gavel is sounding and uh, we're going to part on this episode of Nobody Gives a Fuck. Uh, Hung Daddy, Big Daddy, whatever you want to be called. (laughs) Mom just messaged me. And it's official. You're adopted. So I knew it. I knew it, Alfred Smith. I knew you weren't one of that's, us. That's so weird. She literally just messaged me saying, don't listen to Melk. I just sent him that message so he doesn't know that he's really adopted. Hmm. Wow. Well, well, I guess the cat's out of the bag. Kath, thank you for uh, reminiscing the Ch- Chappelle show with me. I've learned on this pod, our family enjoys laughing at racial stereotypes. <laughs> Anything you want to add? Uh, no, man. I mean, just thank you so much for uh, bringing me back on the show. Um, you know, it's always nice to find that we actually do have some things in common rather than us just being moral enemies, like you might say 364 days of the year. But um, yeah, no, um, the only thing I, I got to add is, you know, uh, I, I stream on Twitch every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, usually. So definitely come hit me up, King Calf, three Fs. Um, my, you can find me on the um, mustard Instagram. That's all I gotta add. <laughs> <laughs> come, come watch, bitch. <laughs> you watch me, bitch. It's my money, bitch. I earned it. No, uh, yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, you follow him on Twitch. Uh, even even though it's some nerd shit, but you know, give him some love. Uh, you can find me on Instagram too. Um, I don't even know what my name is anymore. Everything's like. Oh, Blackzilla27. And <laughs> you can also find me on the Wow and Mustard Instagram page, too. Uh, look us up um, on the Not After 30 network through SoundCloud, Amazon Pod, Apple Pod, Spotify, Google Play, sometimes YouTube, and other streaming devices and networks that I don't know about. We're there. And um, <laughs> and also a new Wow How I Had Now if I could speak a new wow I had mustard with uh, of course Cap Daddy will be out soon as well looking forward to that but as Tron says night night keep your butthole tight (laughs) 
And that is a wrap. Sex isn't wrong, but you gotta be right. If you're hitting the sheets, then wrap it up tight. Listen up, kids, cause I ain't joking. One bad decision, your dick will be smoking. You'll catch a VD, but don't take it from me.